to yet another episode of Beyond the Present Podcast. My name is Daniel Mulgan, and in this episode, we'll be talking about managing your attention as a means of improving the quality of your life. You see, guys, you've been told you know, about this concept probably throughout your whole life. You need to focus on what is right. You need to focus on what is positive. It's almost a cliche, but to, you know, take a, try to take a look at you know, your life right now. Do you actually do what this you know, cliche tells us to do? When was the last time you deliberately tried to focus your attention on what is right? You see, your life is basically always in a direction of your direct and uh, main focus. And ultimately, your focus is what determines the quality of your life. And here's the fact. No matter how you know, successful you think you are, no matter how lucky you think you are, there will always be situations in life where you simply cannot control all the outcomes. That means no matter how greatly you do your job, not every single person will appreciate, let's say, your job. No matter how hard you work on something, nothing is ever going to go out perfectly. This means that there will always be things in your life in your relationship, in your business, in any area of your life that are simply not going to go perfectly. And that means if you're not somehow well-trained when it comes to being able to manage your attention, unfortunately, what ends up happening is you will end up focusing on the negative. And in life, whatever you focus on grows and further develops. So that is what, you know, uh, I would like to discuss in today's uh, episode, because I really believe that even though a lot of us, we know this concept, uh, basically intellectually and cognitively, we do not grasp it emotionally. Why is this very simple? We know that when you focus on the negative, you feel like shit, life is terrible, and you just get depressed. We know it. But we do it just like, you know, a smoker knows that smoking is bad for his or her health, but keeps on smoking anyways. Because knowing something cognitively, let's go back to the example of the smoker, right? The smoker knows on an intellectual level, on a logical level, that smoking is bad for, you know, his or her health. But he or she continues doing regardless. Why? Because while the knowledge that smoking is unhealthy is a rather, you know, logical thing that he or she understands cognitively. He or she has no emotional comprehension regarding it. Meaning, the mind says, smoking kills. It's dangerous. You should not do it. The emotion says, but it makes me relaxed. And if I'm relaxed, I'm happy and healthy. This is exactly what is happening right now. I want you to realize that you could know a, you know, a notion or a concept intellectually, but not know it emotionally. And guess which side is going to win the argument in the end when the two go against each other? That's right. It is always the emotions because, you know, your life is basically always in the same direction as your dominant emotions. It is rarely about the logic. You know, in my seminars, and my workshops, I ask a lot of people, who in this audience thinks of him or herself to be highly logical? Usually, the majority of people raise their hands. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, one of our cognitive errors. Most of us, we assume, unfortunately, falsely, 
that we are guided mainly by logic. But that is not what we see in the world on a daily basis, you know, throughout the week, throughout the month, and throughout the year. What we instead see is that people generally are not at all very logical. Instead, they use their sense of logic to rationalize their emotional decisions. This means that we humans are ultimately emotional. Doesn't matter if you're a lady or something like, well, I'm a guy. I think only girls are emotional. Guys are not emotional. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. This applies to all people. And men and guys are people too. So whether you are a lady or a gentleman, it doesn't matter. We are all emotional. And maybe in some cases, ladies are going to be slightly more emotional. But if you're a gentleman listening to us, stop being a sexist. This is not about the gender. It's about all of us as humans. We are all emotional creatures. And for that reason, most of the decisions that we make, we make emotionally. And guess what determines the quality of our emotions? It is not the facts that surround us. I repeat, the facts that surround you and your life do not determine your emotions. They do determine the facts in your life and the way you perceive of them logically, but it is ultimately your attention as well as your interpretation of those facts that determine how you feel emotionally. And guess which one will have a bigger impact on determining the quality of your life as well as the amount of uh, success that it can accumulate? That's right. It is the emotions, not the logic. So for that reason, today I want to teach you about the concept of intentionally controlling your attention as well as interpretation of the things that happen in your life so as to be able to have a more, you know, a comprehensive control over your, over your life. Because if you think your control over your life can occur by thinking more rationally, please, you're just wasting your time and you know that it's not going to happen. So instead, what I would like to recommend you to do from now on is to understand that we are humans and as humans, we are highly emotional all of us. And what determines how we feel at any moment comes down not so much to what is happening around us, but by two things. What we focus on visually in our head, especially because that's the biggest impact. And number two, how we interpret the things that are happening. So for example, think about a variety of negative situations as well as positive situations that could be actually, you know, leading to the opposite emotional experiences. Think of something very good. For example, think about winning, for example, uh, an opportunity to lead a very large corporation. Let's say you are now selected as the top leader of your organization. Now, this is a very good thing because you have been, you know, now you will have more responsibilities. You'll be able to contribute more. But the very same experience could be interpreted negatively by saying things like, well, that means I should work more. Then I'm not going to have any weekends. Then they're going to call me every you know, hour of every single day, even when I'm on vacation, that I got to take care of you know, my people. And it's, it means a lot of work. I have lost all my free time. I will never ever be able to have fun, spend time with my family and friends. Oh my gosh, what did I get myself into? You see, that's a very positive, you know, being promoted to a leadership position, which is you know, inherently a positive experience can cause very negative emotional reactions. On the other hand, think about something that 
is, you know, quite rationally and logically a very negative experience, like going through the pandemic that we are all basically going through right now. Now, this is a very negative thing, but many could interpret this uh, experience very differently. They're saying like, dude, I can now work in my pajamas. I feel like I can work more in less hours, which means I will have more free time to pursue my other hobbies. And at the same time, I get to, you know, not waste as much time as I used to do, like in commuting or other stuff. And more importantly, this, you know, chance to spend more time thinking actually gives me more clarity, you see? And that person starts feeling much better. So please do understand that no matter what happens in your environment, what truly determines how you feel at any single moment are a combination of two factors. What you tend to visualize and focus on, especially visually in your head, and how you interpret it. Let's move on to another example. Let's think about a a breakup, maybe in a romantic relationship or in a business relationship, right? Let's say you just, you know, you, you had a great honeymoon together and you were together for a long time. And then after three, four years of being together, you guys had to, you know, break up. Or let's say you had a business relationship that went south and you realize, you know what? This guy's not trustable. It's best to simply end this interaction and relationship completely. Now, this situation here can cause people to, you know, negatively uh, somehow associate all of that uh, basically environment and they tend to feel very bad. But in reality, if you look at the same situation differently and visualize things differently, you can feel very different emotions. Let's right now go back to both situations. First one is a breakup, a romantic breakup, let's say a divorce or something. And number two is ending a business relationship. Both situations can naturally cause, you know, very negative emotions. However, as we mentioned earlier, how you feel is a function of what you focus on visually and how you interpret it. So let's go back to that divorce story, right? What are the visual images in that guy's head? Oh, that, that, that woman, that, that, that witch was the one responsible. I gave this guy or I gave this girl. It could be you know, from either side. Most of my life and most of my time and after all these years and nothing. So the person tends to visualize all the negative things that that person did or happened in their lives, and they keep that person in front of their, you know, uh, main focus visually. They think about him or her all the time, and they say, oh, that woman, that man, oh, blah, 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 blah. And this is the first part, which makes them feel very negative. And then they will interpret all of that. You think of the words, I wasted three years of my life in this marriage, or uh, that woman or that man was the meanest thing who truly hurt, or my heart is broken. I mean, think of like the vocabulary that these people are using, right? The broken heart. Just imagine you visualize your heart being broken and imagine how it will make you feel emotionally. And that person is such and such and such, right? So they end up interpreting things very negatively and they visualize the negative things about that person. And of course, they feel like hell and they'll be depressed for one year and... After that, maybe they get tired of all of that work on getting depressed and they, you know, get back to normal life. Now, imagine the same person, the same later gentleman who made the decision to get a divorce or break up with a relationship, right? So the person says, very different, you know, interpretation of the same situation. Well, I think that I gained three years of experience in this marriage. I worked very hard at improving my ability as a husband or as a wife. 
And more importantly, now it's all over, which means now I'm free. And that means I can find a more suitable partner. Hell yeah. Welcome freedom. You see, the same situation just got interpreted differently and the visualized. How does that person visualize? He or she will think of his or her ex as this enemy who just destroyed or as a pleasant person that, alas, we could not have a, perhaps a good marriage with that person, right? So in, that, in, you know, in his or her head, the person visualizes all the good things that a person did to him or her. Like, yeah, of course, we got a divorce because we're incompatible, but my husband, my wife was actually a very decent person. I mean, we didn't have compatibility, but there was something in her or him that I saw for the first time that made me want to actually marry him or her, right? So I'm pretty sure that he or she is a decent person. I'm very happy that we were together for the three years that we were together. And more importantly, I know that in the future, I will be able to find a much better partner thanks to him or her because he or she helped me understand what kind of partner I want to have. So if it wasn't for him, if it wasn't for her, I would have never known what is a right partner for me or what type of behavior or situations will make me very happy. So I'm very grateful to him or her. And even though we'll be friends for the rest of our lives and we can't have a family together, I will still be grateful for his or her help. Now, just imagine the anger and pain in the second guys. This guy cannot feel any negative emotions. He's happy. He's normal. And guess what? He's back in the dating market days after the breakup. Unlike the other guy who will be depressed and probably drinking heavily and doing marijuana, all that stuff for years until getting back to normal because you're keeping all that negative energy inside, man. Second case. Think of another case. I don't know. Uh, we just ended, uh, I don't know, perhaps we had a business venture and the guy, unfortunately, was not trustable. The guy stole our money and we went to the, you know, uh, the court. We couldn't get our money back. And now we have lost a couple hundred thousand dollars and no profitability and the company is going down. We lost a business venture. So the same negative things. Oh my gosh, the world is filled with mean business people who just want to steal your money. Life is hell. And you can imagine like that negative internal dialogue can actually keep going and keep making feel negative. Now let's focus on the positive here. Well, it is true that we lost a lot of money, but I gained a lot of experience. And now I can smell, literally smell a fraud from a mile away because now I got experience. And if I see similar behavior in somebody else, I'll be sure to terminate my business cooperation with him or her right away. At the same time, I had three years of extra experience. So now I know that getting started again will be a lot easier because I've gone through the worst and I know I can do it again. Visualize. How does that person change the internal focus on the progress that he or she has made in terms of getting the experience that he or she had. And more importantly, by trying to say like, yeah, well, I guess I learned a lot from the situation. Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. And in this case, <laughs> I didn't win much, if at all, but I learned a lot. You see, the way you interpret things and the way you visualize things ultimately plays the biggest role in how you feel, regardless of what is happening in the environment. And that is exactly why today I'm encouraging you to actually train your mind for these two things. You see, it doesn't matter how things are going well in your life right now. I can assure you, as sure as the universe made green little apples, 
there are going to be some aspects of your life that are not good. And this ultimately is going to be your focus in life if you allow yourself to think on the negative. You will ignore all the good things and you focus and obsess about those negative things. The opposite is also true. You can live a life where most things are going wrong, but by trying to focus on those few good things in your life, you will actually end up feeling much better. So today, let's ask yourself this question. How could you change your main mental focus? How could you focus on more positive, productive, educational things in your life? How could you look at your life and say, you know what? I read it my best. I haven't gotten these results. What are great about these results that I have so far? What progress have I made so far? How can I improve this progress? You see, by asking better questions, more positive questions, you will get far better answers. Think of the difference in terms of how you feel uh, asking these different questions in a very bad situation. First, the negative ones. Why did this happen to me? Why me? Why is life not fair? Why are people so evil? Why blah, blah. These questions, first of all, you'll never find an answer. It'll only make you feel pissed off. And you will never be able to do something. Now, think of changing these questions as a means of improving your overall quality of life. Things like, what did I learn from this situation? How can I do it better next time? How did this make me stronger, better, smarter, faster, whatever it is? How could I make sure that in the future, I will use this experience to multiply my success? More importantly, dude, I just got through a major loss and I got to see another day. How the hell did I get so tough? You see, these questions are going to generate very different emotional responses than the previous ones. So for today... If you want to, you know, think of this like an assignment, I want you to challenge yourself. Let's call it a three-day positivity challenge. Now, what is that? For exactly three days, from the moment you wake up in the morning until the moment you go to bed at night, I want you to challenge yourself to interpret every event in your life in a positive way. Let's say you wake up, you go to the office. The first thing your boss says, I'm sorry, it's a pandemic. You're fired, Johnny. You say, well, I just got fired in a little pandemic. Dan, how could I possibly interpret this positively? <laughs> Shit. Uh, uh. You see, you start thinking. You, you keep asking the same questions. How could I interpret getting fired in the middle of a pandemic? Just, but dude, it's ridiculous. How could I do that? All right. If you could find a way to do this you know, in a very positive way, how would you do it? And you say... Well, at least I do not have to tolerate my boss because I didn't really like him. Honestly, I didn't like my boss. So now I don't get to see his, you know, friggin' face ever again. And more importantly, I know that I, now that I think about this, I really didn't want to work as an accountant. I mean, it wasn't really my passion anyways. I, I've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always wanted to run my own business. Do something I'm passionate about, man. I mean, honestly, I was going to the job not because I liked it, but because I just wanted to have a paycheck. So now... I'm pushed out of my comfort zone. I have no other choice but to pursue my passion. So I think I'm very happy that I got fired because now I get to do what I've always wanted to do. 
but I didn't do because I was afraid of losing my paycheck. Well, guess what? I just lost my paycheck, so I got nothing to lose, which means I have everything to gain, which means I can now start following with my passion. You see, even such a terrible thing as being fired first thing Monday morning can be interpreted very differently if you look at it and if you ask yourself, how can I interpret all these things positively? So challenge yourself, guys, for about three days, go through all experiences, everything that happens to you, try to interpret it positively. You're saying, but Dan, but Dan, isn't that lying to yourself if you, if you interpret things, you know, always positively? Isn't that like lying to yourself? Aren't you being uh, dishonest with yourself? Well, let me ask you this question. When you focus on all the negative stuff in your life and you complain about them, are you really being honest with yourself? I mean, don't you think that perhaps being as negative and hateful and angry about all these losses is as deceptive to yourself as being positive? Because after all, when you're focused on all these negative things in your life, you are ignoring all the positive things. The fact that you're alive. Do you understand how many uh, you know, people have we lost during this pandemic alone? The fact that you're alive, that you're healthy, that you can think, that you can actually work, that you can move your body, you, can, you have, you know, hopefully, two uh, basically arms and two legs. So there are lots of things in your life that are actually going pretty well. You're ignoring them and you're focusing on the negative. Is that being honest with yourself? Believe it or not, being negative and focusing on the negative is as self-deceptive, if not more, than being positive, with one major difference. Even if you think that interpreting things is necessarily a form of self-deception, please do know that there is nothing more self-deceptive than being negative and ignoring all the good things in your life right now. So if you want to err, please err on the side of happiness, positivity, and productivity, and not depression and negativity. And trust me, if you really want to, you know, uh, push yourself, if you really try your best, you will be able to always interpret things in a positive way. So from today, whatever happened, whatever, dude, I just got cold again. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's cold or Corona. Dude, I just lost a couple of clients in one day. I got to pay my rent. I got no money. It doesn't matter. Just find a way. Say, if I could interpret the situation in a positive way, how would I do it? And trust me, if you keep repeating this, eventually this becomes a way of habit. And that is going to determine the way you feel on a regular basis. Do you know some people who are generally positive and productive when everybody else gives up? Can you guess why these people keep pushing and remain motivated when everybody else falls down and gives up? Well, you just found the answer. It is the way they interpret the things around them that ultimately makes them somehow immune to all the negativity, loss, and failure in their environment. And today, I want to encourage you to take the leap of faith and challenge yourself for three days to interpret everything in a positive way. Trust me, you will not regret it. After three days, you will immediately recognize how much the quality of your life has actually improved. So from today, 
Let's try to, you know, make a three-day challenge. I'm not asking for more, just three days, just to see for yourself. And if you realize you don't like it, just go back to, you know, the old way you used to think. But just for three days, challenge yourself to interpret every single thing that happens to you in a positive way. And I really mean everything. All right, guys, that's all the time we have for. This was Beyond the Present Podcast, and my name is Daniel Mulgan. Have a good one.